Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Westplex 107.1, it is BS in the Morning. I'm Shelly. She is Brad. And our web address is, what's our web, web address, Shelly? BSintheMorning.show. And for Westplex 107.1, it's Westplex1071.com. And uh, what's uh, the, uh, the the what's the definition of pi out to the twenty fourth decimal point? Three point one four nine nine six two seven three two four nine. Well, I'm impressed. You got it out to like six. Very very good. See, we are the Brainiac Show. If you want a, if you want to know something like if you want to know what the meaning of life is, call us. We'll tell you. You want to know to uh, tomorrow night's uh, lottery numbers? Call us. We'll tell you. And matter of fact, the world according to BS. Right. And, and what's interesting is people say, well, if you know the lottery numbers, why don't you do the lottery yourself? Well, when we took the lottery number course where we were, you know, figured out how to do the lottery numbers, we signed an oath that we'd not use it for self-aggrandizement. We can't use the, the system that we have of, of, of knowing what the lottery numbers are for ourselves. We have to give it to other people. That's true. <laughs> BS. Okay. <laughs> it is BS. <laughs> okay. Uh, last night, okay? Okay. Once again, sometimes I put myself to bed watching TikTok, okay? And I know this is crazy. Oh, and you're going to roll your eyes. So I learned a lot of stuff on there. Seriously. Last night, there's a doctor on there. And keep in mind, these whole you know TikToks are minute or less. And the doctor starts off his little video by saying, the stethoscope is a thing of the past. And he takes his stethoscope off and like throws it away. And then he says, this is the future. The butterfly IQ. Uh-huh. Okay. Was that the minute? And then you got nothing? No, 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 no. No, he shows you what. Don't you want to know what the butterfly IQ is? Sure. The butterfly IQ is this small whole body ultrasound device device which transmits the pictures to your smartphone or tablet. And he, huh. sh- he shows the thing that how he's using it, how, you know, he goes like, I look at this, I can look at your carotid artery and I can tell how much blood's flowing and I can, and I mean, and they showed pictures of it and it was like, holy cow. And it's a small thing, probably about the size of, uh, you know, like maybe an electric toothbrush with like a sort of a dome on the end of it. You know what I'm talking about? You know, because the dome is like the ultrasonic part of it. And then like the, I mean, almost like a small flashlight with a dome on the end. Okay. And then you, you, there's, I think there's a, a the, the way he showed it, there's a connection that goes between that and your smartphone. It might be Wi-Fi or it might be Bluetooth as well too. I can't remember. Anyway, he's showing all these pictures and he says, this is how I examine my patients now. I don't use the stethoscope. I look at their heart. And he shows this you know, a, a heart. He says, I look at their carotid artery. I look at their gallbladder. And he's doing this like, like you know, bang, 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 bang. And the thing's a small little thing. And guess what? How much it cost? $50 million. $2,000. Really? Yeah, two thousand dollars. You can go. You can go to the website. Is that like the get it now price? Oh, right here. Like I'm, I'm looking at it. It's a store, and it's called. If you want to go to uh, 
the actual uh, uh, company name. It's ButterflyNetwork.com. Just like it sounds, ButterflyNetwork.com. You go there, and it shows the thing. And there's a couple different options you can get. But the base price is the Butterfly IQ. Now, get this. They have the Butterfly IQ Human, and then they have the Butterfly IQ Vet, which is a little bit different. Matter of fact, the Butterfly IQ Vet is designed for, um, you know, obviously smaller, you know, most animals, like I would imagine, like if you're a vet, mostly you're seeing like dogs and cats, which are obviously smaller than human beings. So apparently this has like different, uh, uh, different uh, dev, uh, definition, or not definite, what am I calling, resolution, uh, as far as being able to look at all the different parts of the body of the animal. And it's like, it's like $2,000. And, yeah, there it is right there. It's a cord. You plug it into your smartphone, and away you go. And I'm going like, oh, my goodness. And I'm going, and and and, and the, the things, I'm going like, I mean, <clears throat> this is something. Hold on a minute. <coughs> this is something. I need the butterfly IQ for my throat. Um, this is something that when you think about it, if you had like, you know, for example, I had four kids, okay? We were always going to the doctor. And I'm not saying like, well, you know, let, here, let me take a look at your heart, you know? I mean, but think about it, like, and, and they talked about, like, like things you can look at, you know, that anybody can look at. And this is not like something you have to be a doctor to buy. You can just go right in the site. You go, to, you know, you right here. It's a shopping cart. You know, you know, you, you, you buy it, you know, boom, and they ship it to you. Now, you have to have $2,000. And, I mean, some people go like, oh, my God, well, $2,000 might be, be $200,000. Well, I get it. $2,000 is, is steep for some people. But, you know, other people, they go, eh, $2,000, eh, you know. I waste that kind of money, you know, at the bar over on the weekend, you know, or I, you know, I blew that at the casino last weekend. Yeah, I can, I can, I, you know, $2,000 I can buy one. But don't you think this is amazing? I mean, like the technology and like I, I said, do. It, I, it sounds amazing. You well, know, they're re- actually making things more accessible for regular people, not necessarily doctors. My, um, my bonus son he actually has a little um, handheld. You hold it in both hands, and it'll look at your uh, heart beat. What is it? Is it it's, like it's the same kind of thing? Is it an ultrasound kind of deal? No, it's it's not. It's using your the the pulse in your hand. Oh no no no! But you can't. It's it, it's not physically looking at your heart. It's just giving you your your. It's like, it's like what you would see on like one of those monitors right. when no. you're in the hospital. An EKG. It's an EKG kind of thing where you're seeing. Yes. yes right. 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 But it he, was so fascinating right. to me. Well, I mean, this thing will actually let you look at your heart. I mean, literally look at your heart. I mean, I'm going like okay, and, it's, and I'm here. Yeah, but sometimes there's. There's a lot to be said for not being an informed consumer. Okay, it says it says uh, it says get this get a demo. You know, here I'm click on this page. Okay, get a demo. Get a virtual IQ demo from an expert today. What can I expect? A live 30 minute virtual tour of Butterfly IQ membership and pricing details. Q and A with one of our Butterfly experts. Uh, hold oh, oh no hold oh no for use by quality. Oh no 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 no. I just I just saw this. Now it says it says. Prescription only for use by qualified and trained healthcare practitioners. So you can't just buy one. You got to be a doctor, I guess. Wonder if you could be a nurse. I don't know. Like I mean, hypothetically an RNBSN. I don't know. I mean, you know, but but I just I I saw this and I thought to myself, no, oh, that's really cool. And you know, once again, it's like okay, the smartphone has revolutionized so many things. Just like 
the PC and the Mac. Because, like, for example, right now, I'm running this radio station with a computer. I'm looking to computer at one side, which has all our music, and even to the point where if I look at Shelly, like, when she's not got her hair done this morning, I, I can look at her right now and I can go... Uh, I can just, you know, tell right away that, you know, that's not fit for public consumption yet. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> You're welcome, Shelly. No, but but to my left, I have another computer which is recording the show. Uh, you know, there's a computer that that uh, that runs the transmitter. Uh, you know, I mean, look how many businesses. I mean, like on my phone, I can you know, I've got uh, I can turn on uh, various things. I can you know uh, set the alarm at, at three of our different locations. I can check the alarm. I can see how hot, how cold. I can adjust the you know turn on the heat, turn on the, the air conditioning, adjust you know turn the blower on, all sorts of stuff and. And think back, like, you know, it's like, <clears throat> imagine, um, we talked about the uh, the guy, the um, uh, American Skyjacker story. Uh-huh. Okay, and the original guy, the Martin McNally, the story started out with, he was in jail from 1978 to 2010, okay? Now, think about that for a minute. He's in jail from 78 to 2010. Think of all the stuff. Now, 78 was the very, 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 very beginning of the, uh, the, com- the you know, computers. As a matter of fact, they had some of the small ones you could go and, and like you could go to like the Gateway Electronics and there was the Altair, which was, you know, a little tiny thing. And then there's the Zenith. You know, if you remember all those little computers. He that had. was the first computer I worked on was a Zenith 298 PC. Right. And then the Radio Shack Trash 80s. And then you had the, uh, as things evolved, what'd you say? I said Trash 80s. That's You're what, funny. Well, they were TRS, but everybody called them Trash 80s. So you had the Radio Shack Trash 80s. Then you had the IBM PC, which came out, which everybody went, oh, my God, look at this thing. And then... Uh, not, it was a boat anchor. Well, not the Mac, but originally the, what is the Apple One and the Apple Two and the 2E and the 2A and stuff like that. Okay, so cell phones, all the other stuff. And so he's been in prison all these years, and all of a sudden... He's like amazed at someone can take a something out of their pocket and make a telephone call, you know? I mean like, you know, and once again, it's incrementalism. Is is, you know, we if you go back and look at like, you know, the iPhones or what, an iPhone's 11 or something like that. If you go back and look at the original iPhone, it's like, okay, it's like it's like a toy now. You know, it's like, okay, what does it do? Well, you can make a phone call and that's pretty much it. And now, on your iPhone, you can do practically anything. And there's all sorts of apps, you know, crazy, strange apps. I have a couple of them on my phone. They're like, okay, this is sort of weird. I can do this on my phone. Anyway, I, I thought, so So I hear I was all excited. I'm going like, man, if I had money, I'd buy myself a biter, butterfly IQ. And at night, instead of watching TikTok, I'd just like watch my gallbladder and things like that, you know? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, you know, you know eat, funny. eat something and you can watch it digest in your stomach. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of nasty. And 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 you know and and okay and okay it's six thirty two. You can look at your 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 bladder and 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 you know figure out when you have to go to the bathroom. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Six thirty two. You don't like. You don't like my examples of what you can do with the the butterfly much, uh-uh. the, the butterfly IQ. Okay. Right. I'm sure that that's just how they wanted to be remembered as well. <laughs> It's 6.33. Westplex 107.1. Okay, Shelly, turn on the winometer. Is that a whiny song? 
No, it wasn't a whiny song, but it was very slow for our station. I was surprised. Yeah, I should be playing that. You know, it's a hit, though. It's like that's more of a KSLQ thing. Yeah, well, I, but know. that he wasn't whiny. Well, see, that's maybe a little whiny, but not as bad as some of them. That's Louis Capaldi and his other big hit. I put the 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 uh, disco version on, so <laughs> not the disco version, but the remix where it's got more of a beat to it. Uh, I don't think there's a remix of this yet. Probably is, but I haven't found it. So when I do, I will. Okay, lots okay. of things to talk about this morning. Um, Cardinals, you know, they're four and a half games back. I mean, you know, once again, am I the only guy following this? I feel like... I think you are. <sighs> I think everybody else is just pretty much done with their shenanigans and their boy... Well, and, and, and you heard the sad thing that they laid off a bunch of people from the front office or the back office, you know, front office, back office, whatever they call it. You know, the the, the, pe- the pencil pushers, the paper pushers, the you know, nowadays. You yeah, can't the be non-essential. It. Well, once again, you and I've talked about this before. I, I, you know, I always wonder, like when they, you know, they have the government shutdown, all non-essential workers we do not have to come to work. I'm going, like, OK, if they're non-essential, why do they have a job to begin with? Right. I mean, that's just me. If you're in a, you're either important to the company or the organization or the governmental agency or you're not. And if you're important, you should have a job. If you're not important, eh, make them part time or get rid of them. You know, I know people. Oh, I can't believe you said that. But think about that. Like, that's like saying. Well, you know, uh, you know, uh, like uh, there's a there's a liner in my trunk. There's like a piece of uh, you know cloth in my trunk, like a felt lining in my trunk. And if I take that out of the trunk of my car, my car just runs just fine, right? It just still it still drives down a highway. I don't have any problem. Like I could take the back seat out of my car, and you know, okay, I don't need a back seat. I could take you know a bunch of other stuff out of my car. But if I took one of the wheels off my car, then it's not going to go anywhere. So my wheels are the essential parts. So why would you, you know, why do you have all that stuff when you don't need it, right? Just like what? Like 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 BS in the morning. Like this the, the show we could just get rid Everybody of Everybody needs BS in the morning. <laughs> we could get rid of S and just could be B in the morning and we'd be just fine, right? B said that he wouldn't do that. <laughs> I don't know how we got talking about that. Okay. There's this but we digress. Okay, there's, I mean, you know, the amazing things that are being done with video. You know me, I'm a video freak. And I watched this last night on YouTube, and it's amazing. The lady's name is Kim, I think it's called Classic, and it's sort of spelled weird. It's K-L-I-C-I-K. So the K is hard, the C is soft, classic, classic. Anyway, she is a black woman, I'd say, yeah. Mid-30s, okay? I know you're not supposed to do that with women. You're not supposed to say, oh, you're not supposed to estimate how old she is. She's running for Congress in Baltimore, uh, Maryland's 7th District, which uh, includes a lot of the really, really, really bad areas of Baltimore. And the video lasts like, I don't know, four or five minutes. And it's probably one of the most amazing videos I have seen in a long time. Will you send me the link for that? Yeah. She walks, you know, I'll just give you a hint. She's... A very attractive woman. She's got like high heel shoes and she's in a dress and she's walking through really nasty parts of Baltimore talking about the various things that how sad it is. Look what's happened to our city. You know, look, there's trash in the streets, you know, and 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 then she as she starts walking by buildings, they animate the buildings like renovated and it's like whoa look at this so she's walking by some you know crappy old building that's got you know you know boarded up windows and the doors hanging off the hinges and things like that and as she walks by the building is like renovated and it's like holy cow 
So and and as she starts walking, when she's taking steps, you see like these waves emanating from her feet, that like the things that she's going to change, and and she just walks and talks for like three, four, five minutes, and at the very end, well, I won't ruin the end for you. At the very end, something happens. And then the very last shot of the video is this amazing shot of her in the street in Baltimore. And she's just talking away, talking about how the politicians have taken all the poor people for granted. And she's giving all these statistics. And some of them are just downright sad, like uh, like nine out of ten uh, black men, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, high school black, uh, black, black male high school students can't read, you know, and, you know, uh, and, you know, like in and uh, two out of ten uh, uh, high school students can't do simple math pro- you know, problems and. And, you know, and she's a Republican. And everybody's going like, whoa. Now, she's up against, and I always like this guy's name, Quasi M. Fume. <laughs> Is that a name or what? Quasi M. Fume. And he used to be a congressman back in the 90s. Then he, he, I think he quit to be the head of the NAACP or something like that. And then he got reelected to uh, fill a unexpired term, but now he's up against her in the regular election in November. I'll send you the link. And, and I mean, I'm not trying to necessarily talk politics. I'm more like talking video in this. I'm thinking to myself, man. And what's interesting about it is if you take a video like this and you say, okay, let's make this video 30 years ago, we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe even like, you know, maybe even close to a million dollars to do a video this sophisticated with all the animation, the whole video. Because, you know, animation in the old days, if you remember going down to the Disney studios, they did it frame by frame, cell by cell. You know what I mean? They had the artists. You know what I'm talking about? They actually were doing it by hand. They were drawing, you know, pictures of Porky Pig, and Porky Pig would move his hand, and the next cell would be his hand moving, you know, a quarter inch, and the next cell would be, you know, the hand moving a quarter inch. And that's the in the old days how they did animation. Now, obviously, yeah, that with, is how they used to do it. Right. Obviously, now with Pixar and things like that, you can do it a lot differently. But anyway, uh, I just saw this video, and I thought to myself, damn. And once again... It's not some crusty politician, hi, I'm so-and-so, and you vote for me, and your underwear is going to be soft every morning, and you vote for me, and when it's cold outside, I will make sure every car has seat warmers in the seats, and if you vote for me, you'll never get caught another traffic jam because I will send you one of my levitating cars that will float above the highway. All I ask is, you vote for me. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, right. You're going to do none of that stuff. You know, <laughs> it's all BS. You know, you're not going to get any of that stuff. You just want to get elected. But I'll send you this video. Watch it and tell me what you think. I will. Okay. Yes. Are you excited? It, I'm very excited. Actually, actually, I am. I'm, I'm very interested. You know, you told me this a long time ago, a long time ago, oh, you no. know, over the past couple of years. I, you, here's what I said. I looked Shelly in the eye. I looked her in the eye, and I said, Do you realize that because of you, this city is being overrun by baboons? That's exactly what I said. <laughs> That's about right. No. Oh, look, it's 6.50. No, 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 you got to tell me what I said. Okay, I looked, no, I looked Shelly in the eye, and I said, She was the kind of woman that made you want to drop to your knees, and thank God you were a man. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah, well, let's, no. we both know that will never happen. <laughs> what was, what, so, were, what were you, what were what you going to tell me? Is okay. What were we talking about? Now you got me all flustered. 
<laughs> That's exactly how I feel right now, Brad. Thank you. <laughs> no, you said you said you said you were going to say something about how you were going to send me that check in the mail. No, that's not what I said. I know those words did not come out of my mouth. <laughs> Shelly, Shelly, come on, come on, come on. Come on, man. Think about uh, what you said. You're making me, what did I say? I don't know. You were going to tell me some story. Oh, so you can't remember. Oh, no, I, I can't. So you get on me because I can't remember? I can't remember where I ate dinner last night. What are you talking about? You know, me and Joe Biden, you know? I mean, like, you know, I, I met Joe, you know, the other day, and then I met him the other day, and I met him the other day, and, he, and every time, hey, man, I've never met you before. And I go, hey, I met you yesterday. Yeah, and, don't, don't, okay, so I happen to be guilty of that, so I can't say anything, yeah. because I meet a lot of people throughout my day, and I'll normally say, somebody will introduce me, and I'm like, hi, I'm Shelly Barr, if they're sitting alone, hi, I'm Shelly Barr, with West Bucks 1071, BS in the morning, and uh, KSOQ, and they're like, we've met five times, Well, we've had a conversation see, five times. I don't know if you know this or not, but, but. Joe Biden's wife is a doctor. Did you know that? Is she really? Yeah. I mean, all Doc- BS aside, is oh, yeah. she really? Yeah. yeah, Dr. Joe Biden. And matter of fact, what's interesting is is that, you know, they talk about sometimes when you live with someone for a while, like if you're married for a long time, they've been married for a long time, that you sort of become like you mimic them and you sort of like, you know, what, what is it called? The Stockholm Syndrome or something like that, where you sort of get to the point where you become like one and you talk the same and you have the same accent and the whole bit. So... So what happened was, and Shelly doesn't even remember this, but Shelly met Dr. Joe Biden, who sounds just like Joe, and Shelly made some crazy comment. And Jill, Dr. Joe Biden, looked at Shelly and said, Before you got in this program, you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not? What do you think, huh? That was Jill Biden. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Did you remember what you were going to say? No, now I, I definitely don't. Thank you so much. What were we talking about at that moment? <laughs> we were talking about uh, the inverse theory of atmospheric pollution. Okay, you're not helping me. Anyway, it's 653. You know, Shelley, you, you know why there's dead air right there? Because I'm trying to formulate a sentence? Well, let me put it to you this way. This is the 10th time I've done this this morning. Oh, yeah. I got, I got a little too many. And everyone, that's not a beer. That's I got not a Schlitz. I got a little too many brewskis in me this morning, Shelly. So, no, anyway. You're funny. If I told you what happened during that song, you'd never believe me. So I won't even say. Okay. Uh, it's BS in the morning. I did something on the stupid scale of 1 to 10. This was a 9.8. And I, if I told you about it, people would go, I can't believe he's that stupid. Yeah, I'm that stupid, all right. There's no doubt about that. Okay. Um, once again, the state of misery, otherwise a.k.a. Missouri, gets national attention by something that ain't good. And this involves the University of Missouri at Columbia. You know what I'm talking about? I do not. University of Missouri Columbia has spent $20,000 to build an acrylic, clear acrylic protection for the Thomas Jefferson tombstone. Now you're going like, hold on a minute now. Thomas Jefferson's not married here, or not buried here. He's buried in Monticello, on, you know, in Virginia. And why would we spend $20,000? Well, what's interesting is there are two Thomas Jefferson tombstones. The original tombstone that was put in his grave after he died, and it was on his grave for like 50 years, 
And then, like, I think, like, in 1883 or something like that, they replaced the original tombstone, and they donated the uh, original tombstone. They put a new tombstone in, and they donated the original tombstone to the University of Missouri. Now, you're going, like, why would they donate the tombstone of Jefferson to the University of Missouri? Do you know the, the, the connection there? I really don't. Did he go there? No. no. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no, he started. Is that his alma mater? No, that's he started another university. But the reason they donated it to Missouri is that the University of Missouri was the first university west of the Mississippi. And remember, we used to call it the Jefferson Expansion Memorial. Remember, that was because Jefferson is the one that had us expand into the Louisiana Purchase, which is we're sitting in right now. We are in the Louisiana Purchase. Because remember, anything west of the Mississippi was not the United States at the time, and we bought it from from France for a couple of Rolls Royces and a Peugeot or something like that. Um, anyway, um, so they took the original tombstone, and I don't know why they put a new tombstone there, but for 50 years it was on his grave in Virginia, and they donated this to the University of Missouri. Okay? So... The University of Missouri has it on display someplace on the campus. Don't know exactly where it's at. And they built this $20,000 clear acrylic case around the tombstone because they're trying to thwart the vandals who are trying to destroy his tombstone. Because I, I, I figured it was something like that. Right. But, that, you know, I don't blame them. You don't blame them they're trying to destroy his tombstone? No, I don't blame them that they are spending that kind of money to keep it safe. Well, see, here we go again. This is like, you know, Jefferson, yes, he was a slave owner. And supposedly he fathered children with one of his slaves. And, you know, there are people that can prove that they are, uh, you know, that, Tom, that Thomas Jefferson was their great-great-great-great-grandfather or something crazy like that. Okay, but once again, you know, if you take every single person and you say, well, we can't do this because he did this. And once again, it's sort of like Shelley saying, well, hey, um, you know, let's, let's say they, they, they raise the speed limit to 100 miles an hour on the interstate. And Shelley comes on the air one morning and goes like, wow, I'm really digging this new 100 mile an hour speed limit. But I used to always drive 100 miles an hour. Well, you could say, like, well, throw her in jail. She just admitted she broke the law until they changed the law. Okay, once again, when Thomas Jefferson was, you know, in his prime, doing all these things, writing the Constitution, stuff like that, it was legal. And was it right? Once again, that's a different question. Of course it wasn't right. But yet, there's lots of crazy stuff, like you and I talked about this last month, when we had the 100th anniversary of the amendment that gave women the right to vote. Was it yes. was it wrong 120 years ago that you, if you were around back then, if you were around like in the year 1900, that if you showed up at the election, like you know, let's say you know this coming election, you showed up and it was the year 1900 instead of 2020, you showed up at that election, the polling place, and you were there to cast your vote, and the guy would say, oh, "I'm sorry, ma'am, women aren't allowed to vote." Was that right? No, wrong. With capital W, you know. I mean, and once again. We've taken care of those things. And, like, remember when we talked about that, the day that, that uh, the amendment was signed and uh, it was the actual 100th anniversary of the, hundred, you know, of the, of the, uh, the, the suffragette amendment going into, into force and how I even challenged you as a woman saying, like, okay, how come you aren't protesting? How come, how come you aren't protesting that, I, you know, 101 years ago I couldn't vote? Because, you know, to me, 
the, that was the ultimate injustice to American citizens. And you, as if you were an American citizen back in 1900, once again, we'll take, we'll, we'll flash back, we'll go into the Wayback Machine and say this is 1900. You, as an American citizen, and you are, you were an American citizen in 1900, but you couldn't vote because of your sex. You were a woman. Okay, once again, we fixed that problem. We made it right. We move on. But yet, people aren't, you know, burning down, you know, uh, uh, cities and defacing monuments of people who, who, you know, were in office when women couldn't vote. Get what I'm trying to go, go here? I do. And, and to the point where it's like, okay, look, what's, what's the old stupid saying? Those who uh, fail to uh, uh, learn history are doomed to repeat it. Are those who who fail to, you know, observe history or whatever it is are doomed to repeat it? Okay, how many times, you know, have you seen that in effect on even a small scale where you see somebody try something go like, oh, I tried that once, that's not going to turn out well for them, and then they do it? It's like kids, you know. How do kids? And you know, once again, it's like I remember reading this fascinating article uh, about a guy who said, "What do we teach our kids? No, 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 no." We keep, and that's what we do. So in other words, we turn out these kids who are negative. No, I'm not going to do that. You can't do that. No, you can't do that. But yet, once again, we don't have the heart when, our, when your daughter was small, and let's say she's first learned to walk, and she's walking in the kitchen, and you had something on the stove, and she could have reached up there and touched the, the you know, like the, let's say you're frying up hamburgers on the stove, and she could have reached up and touched that hot pan that's on your stove, would you have sat there and go like, you know what? I'm just going to let her touch that, and she'll never do that again. Or you'll go, no, don't touch that, Tiffany. Which one did you do? Obviously, the latter, right? Yes. Because you didn't want to see your daughter get her hands burnt. But sometimes, maybe it's better that we do get our hands burnt, because then we've lived that experience. And the idea being, that's history. So in other words, if she would have reached up and touched that that hot, you know, skittle or, sk- or whatever it was, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, on on the on the the burner, she would have learned a lifelong lesson that you don't touch stuff when it's on the stove, right? Yes. And that would have been history to her. Never going to do that again. I learned my no. lesson. I touched that hot thing on the stove when I was three years old, and I still have. See my hand. See that scar right there in my finger. I still have that scar. So that's history. Okay. So. So Missouri, Mizzou, has, and now we got national attention. And the goofy thing about it is the guy who is the head dude at Mizzou now, this guy's name is Mun Choi. And there, let's see if I can find that. Are you, are you laughing at his name? A little bit. Mun, his first name is Mun, M-U-N. His last name is Choi, C-H-O-I. Let me see if I can find it. There's a quote in there from him that once again, it's like, okay, here we go. My eyes want to roll back in the back of my head that what they're going to do is they're going to, and by the way, I sent you the uh, the Kim I saw that. I, I'm going to look at video. it the next okay. break. Let me see if I can find it here. Oh, by the way, did you see this guy? <laughs> what is? It? I think in Chicago got arrested because he's, he's, he's riding his horse on the Dan Ryan Expressway. <laughs> I don't know what the Dan Ryan Expressway is. Well, in Chicago, in St. Louis, believe it or not, all the interstates in St. Louis actually have names. There's the Jefferson Memorial Expressway. There's the Mark Twain Expressway. Did you know this? The Mark Twain Expressway is Interstate 70 from downtown air, out to the airport. It's the Mark Twain Express. Did not know that. Oh yeah, and all the all the highways are named. Okay, well they did that a long time ago, but it never it never quite ca- caught on in St. Louis. But in Chicago, 
they don't give the interstate numbers. It's like the Dan Ryan, you know, the, you know the, all the interstates have a name, and that's how they give the directions in the traffic report. If you listen to the traffic report, they're not saying, like, southbound 270. They're saying, you know, westbound on the Ryan, that kind of stuff. Anyway, the guy was on the Dan Ryan Expressway. Okay, let me see if I can find You sound like you've place. done that a time or two. <laughs> yeah, I've done it. Okay, so so here's, here's the picture of the $20,000 acrylic case, which now protects Jefferson's original headstone. Okay, now, let me see if I can find the quote here. Uh, Dr. Mun Choi says, uh, a uni- here we go, a university spokesman says the case was installed because of vandalism to a Jefferson statue that is also on campus and graffiti written on the sidewalk during the summer making reference to Sally Hemings, a slave who gave birth to children fathered by Jefferson. Okay, once again, was that a good thing? No, it wasn't a good thing. It was bad, but yet it happened. Okay, Chancellor Mun Choi this summer refused to remove the Jefferson statue, prompting a student, Roman Leaphart, to begin a, pish- a petition drive seeking removal of the monument to, quote, a race slave owner. Now, they don't say anything about the fact that he was one of the fathers of our country. He was just a racist slave owner. Okay. Choi said at the time the university would move to put Jefferson's complex history into context. A task force that includes students, faculties, and others is working on that project toward a goal of making recommendations by the spring. Uh, there were two relics associated with the grave marker. The obelisk holds a replica of a marble plaque with the inscription Jefferson wrote for his grave. Here was buried Thomas Jefferson, author of the Declaration of Independence, of the statue of Virginia for religious freedom, father of the University of Virginia. Okay, so once again, the guy did great things, but he did something at the time, which was legal, having slaves, but now his life is being called into question, and they're trying to vandalize his stuff because of the fact that he was a slave owner. You know, once again, I get it. If you're black, that's something that you don't like. Slavery is something that sticks in your mind as being terrible, and you may have great-great-great-grandparents who are, who are slaves. Once again, I get it. I understand. You know, but by the same token, we move on. You know, we can't let history, you know, we learn from history, but we can't let it paralyze us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. We shouldn't let anything paralyze us. Except. Like, like, like the coronavirus. Except finger 11. We went through pivoting. Now we're adapting. Well, except finger 11. Finger 11 will, will. You don't know what I'm talking about. Finger 11. What's that? <laughs> it's a group. They they did the song Paralyzer. We played from time to time. So We do? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Anyway, so so your tax dollars at work, you you send kids to Mizzou and your your part of your tuition paid for. Now, here's the crazy thing. Okay. So they put this and it's actually sort of cool looking. It's this big old monstrous, you know, uh Lucite, Lexan, whatever the heck it is. Uh, you know, acrylic plastic case around his tombstone. And once again, this was his old tombstone. They put a new, sto- new tombstone in his grave in 1883. But I'm going like, okay, so what's that going to do? Because now somebody's going to deface the, the, the acrylic plastic. You know what I mean? They're going to they're gonna put graffiti on that. And then they're going to have to replace that. And then somebody's going to come and hit it with a hammer. And they're going to have to replace that. And then somebody's going to, you know, fire fireworks at it or shoot a gun at it. And they're going to, I'm going to, okay, whatever. It's just Thank like, you for taking it out to the <laughs> nth 
ridiculousness. But but it's just like it's just like the when we had the the. In they the, should put video on it and have the security monitor oh, it. By the way, by the way, I have to tell you, I have to tell you the funniest oh, TikTok video I saw last night. Okay, oh, hey, okay. There's these guys all over the country that have problems with putting Trump signs in their yard and they get stolen or vandalized. Okay, so I there's two TikTok videos. One guy built a fence around his Trump sign and electrified it, and the other guy has a has a camera with a motion detector. And I'm I'm telling you, I saw this video last night, and it's a for real video. I mean, maybe it was a setup. I don't know, but it's got the guy in his house, and you hear an alarm go off, and he goes over and he looks at the video monitor, and he sees somebody outside. It's night. He sees somebody outside near his. Trump signs in his front yard. And when you zoom in on the video, the guy is out, shall we say, urinating on this guy's Trump signs in his front yard. Okay? Okay. So Did that go viral? Well, no. Well, wait till you hear the rest of it. So the guy grabs a paint. This is the guy that has the house and he has the video monitor, you know, with a with a night vision camera, with an infrared camera trained on uh-huh. his Trump sign that this guy is outside urinating on. So he goes out, you see him run through his house, runs out on the front porch, and has a paintball gun and lights this guy up with paintballs. <laughs> he hits him like and the guy's rolling around on the ground. Oh, he's getting hit by the paintballs and he runs away. And I'm going like, okay, now here's the problem with that. I don't think that's legal to do. I mean, yeah, it's a paintball, but still. I mean, the guy could probably sue for, you know, because if have you ever that's when that uh, million dollar umbrella policy kicks in. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> but have you ever played paintball before? I have. Okay, have you ever gotten hit by a paintball? I have. And did it did it cause a welt? <laughs> it did. Yes. Okay. Paintballs are like, and especially if you get like the competition guns. They're where... not for the fate of fate <laughs> Exactly. Of you get hit by one of those, and you you know feel it. it. Yes. You know that you've been smacked down. Right. You feel it, and a lot of times, my son used to play, and sometimes he'd he'd come home after a tournament, and he'd have like you know like you know all sorts of welts on his arms and things like what happened? Oh, it's paintball. So <laughs> the guy fires his paintball uh, gun at him, and the guy's like you know laying on the yard oh, oh you know and he's getting hit i'm going like and and see once again i don't get it i mean you know freedom of expression you know i don't necessarily like certain candidates but i'm not going to drive up on somebody's you know in front of somebody's house and steal their sign you know what i mean i mean to me that's like that's like that's like exactly what this country is not about you know what i'm saying Yes. I mean, if, if, you know, what's the old thing? I may not agree with you, uh, but I will, you know. Uh, uh, what? I may not agree with you, but that doesn't mean I'm wrong. No, I may not agree with you, but I will fight to the death for your right to have your opinion or whatever that, that oh. famous <laughs> quote is. You know? Your rendition, my rendition. Well, well, but, you know, okay. once again, it's to the point where it's like, it's like, okay, like, for example, <laughs> I told you this. I shouldn't, I shouldn't tell you this. There is somebody that I know that has a big monstrous trump sign in their front yard four by eight okay and i know Uh and i know the guy across the street and they don't get along well okay matter of fact the one guy's criticized the other guy they have like a sort of like a hatfield mccoy uh uh, feud going on and i just told the other guy i said just stick a biden sign in your front yard you know i mean that's true that'll rattle his cage you know (laughs) (laughs) you drive up the street left it's trump right it's biden you know i mean but once again isn't that funny 
depending on which direction you're going. Well, it's the exact. Yeah, if you're going one way, it's backwards. If you're going the other way, it's right. You know, right is from left. Is I by. know, and but, that's funny to me. But but why? And and I like guess funny. Ha ha. See see, here's the interesting thing. They keep coming out with the polls. Oh, Biden's ahead by four or five points, and people still say. Yeah, remember the 2016 election where, you know, uh, everybody said, uh, you know, Hillary's got it in the bag. She's winning all the polls and the whole bit. I do believe, and I really do believe, there are a lot of Trump supporters that would never admit they're a Trump supporter, just like it happened four years ago. Because why? Because they get antagonized. They get, you know, made fun of. They get, oh, you're a Trump supporter. He's terrible. He's he's rotten. He's a crook. He's he's Mr. Orange Man. You know, all the nasty things that, that people say about Trump. And people just shut up. Don't say anything. You know? That's true. They don't. And, and if they say something uh, about Biden, you know, uh, and if they say, like, you know, Mr. Biden, uh, I think you're a wonderful human being. Come on, man. I, I think you're just the best candidate ever. Come on, man. I think that uh, you are just uh, should be our president soon. Come on, man. And that's about what he has to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing he gets correct. And by the way, I, 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 I made a previous comment, and I had a couple listeners correct me, that Dr. Jill Biden is a doctor, but she's not an MD. She's a... PhD or an EDD or whatever they call it. ED. Uh, you can't say ED either, can you? Can you say ED? Mm-mm. No, you can't say ED because people get the wrong idea. Anyway, she has, mm-hmm. a, she has a doctorate in education, but yet they call her Dr. Jill Biden. You know? Okay. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> that's almost like an airplane movie. Is there a doctor on this plane? Yes, I'm a doctor. Can you help this man? No, I'm a PhD doctor. Oh, you're going to get it. And I can already tell. By who? It's 722. Westplex 107.1. Going to cover you in Daisy 731. It, did, I just, did I say it's 731? Did I say it's you 731? You just said that. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. 731. Um, <laughs> did you watch NFL football last night? Is anybody watching any game? You did not. Did you seriously? No. Is, you know, Are you serious? I, I'm, I, I'm amazed that... that it, to me, it's just like, okay, this is just sort of like weird and strange There's what's going on. Oh, by the way, we talked about this yesterday. Today, uh, the superintendent of the Rockwood School District and the athletic director are supposed to announce uh, where they're going to play some of their games, I guess football games, outside of the district or outside of the county. And once again, I have been given clarification on this by the smartest woman in the world. They're not going to play like St. Charles County teams, they're going to rent some of the fields in St. Charles County and other adjoining counties. I would imagine St. Charles County would be the, the, the you know, uh, St. Charles County or maybe even, well, I'm trying to think, down in Jefferson County. Um, well, you know, did you know this, that one of the Rockwood schools is actually in Jefferson County? I did. Summit High School, I think, is, is it down there? Anyway. Yeah. Um, the closest... The closest fields to Rockwood District would, you know, that not in the county would be in St. Charles County. Probably the closest mm-hmm. would be um, Francis Hall, the, you know, the high school, you know, the original Francis Hall right there on 94, south of 40. I'm um, trying to think of the other ones would be closer. Um, St. Charles City, uh, St. Charles High School, eh, they've got a field, but boy, it's not, it's not very big. Uh, St. Charles West has a nice field. Uh, then, obviously, you've got all the, the, the other uh, 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 Francis Howells and the Zumwalts all have nice fields. Isn't this going to be interesting to see what happens with this? 
It really is. I mean, you know, it's like, okay, you know, here we are, Rockwood, one of the most uh, affluent, uh, you know, districts in the entire area, and they can't use their fields. Or maybe, you know, I'm going to think, they, I, a dummy, I just thought, well, maybe they'll use CBC. No, that's in the county. They have to go outside St. Louis County to do that. This is so weird. I mean, this whole year. God, I, I, I had a conversation with somebody the other day, and after I, you know, talked about this, I thought to myself, man, you know, is there any way somebody can give me a shot and I can wake up when it's over? You know what I mean? Can I just go to sleep for like, you know, if it's if it's going to be over by the end of the year? And now, even I told you, I, did I tell you about this? That the notice came out for the National Association of Broadcasters, our big convention that's in Las Vegas in April, which I love to go to because, man, Las Vegas is so beautiful in April. Anyway, they canceled it this last year. They've already canceled it for 2021. No, they haven't. Honest to God, they've canceled already. Not what having, are they thinking? Uh, well, they're thinking it's going to be bad still. So they canceled it in 2021, and I think they've tentatively said they're going to try to move it to October of 2021 because what they do is the National Association of Broadcasters usually has two shows a year. They have an April show, and they usually have a September or an October show. And that's the the the, the April show is the big show out in Las Vegas that has everything to do with broadcasting and video. And, you know, it's just a monstrous show. It's one of the biggest shows that Las Vegas has every year. It's in, I think it's still in the top ten, might even be in the top five of the largest conventions that uh, Las Vegas has. Um, and then they have the September or October show, which is what they call the radio show, which is a smaller show, which is just mainly just radio geeks, you know, weirdos like me. That's the one where you don't want to go to because it's like Geek City. Uh, and that's the one wherever if they have it in Las Vegas, all the strippers go on vacation for a week because none of the geeks show up at the strip clubs. I bet that's true because they are pure as a driven snow. They're more important. They're more right. interested right. in right. in right. Uh, getting their geek oh, on than man. their freak on. When 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 the radio guys are in town, nobody goes to the strip shows. Nobody. Did you hear what I said? Yes. Nobody goes. Wasn't to, it funny? Yes, nobody goes to the strip shows. Nobody. Nobody. The alcohol sales plummet. You know, illegal drug sales. All the drug dealers take that week off because they can't sell any. You know, because it's all the radio guys. Because all the radio guys are clean as the driven snow. Right. We're, we're yeah. All, so anyway, yeah, they've they've already canceled the April show. I'm going like, oh my god, you know. I mean, I mean, I'm going like, is this ever gonna end? Is it ever gonna end? And you know what? I had a discussion. We're adapting, Brad. Well, I had a discussion with somebody yesterday on mask etiquette, and to the point where it's like, some places you go. And you get the mask Nazis. If you approach their door with your mask off, and then once you put your mask on, once you walk in the door, you get yelled at. And then there's other places where nobody's wearing a mask. It's like, okay. You know, and and most places are somewhere in between. I told you a story. I was in the Quickie Mart last week, and the lady sort of very, I wouldn't say yelled at him, but she very confidently expressed her opinion. She was one of the employees that a, a person in the store was not wearing a mask. And she gave him a free mask. But I found out later. I told you that, didn't I? I found out that those are the masks they use to clean the toilets. Oh, they are not. <laughs> Stop it. That's why it was free. She's getting back at him, right? Oh, sir, here's a free mask. You come into our store without a mask? Oh, we understand. Here's a free mask. Here's your Take your comeuppance. Right. <laughs> I used that one to clean the toilet last night. <laughs> right? No? <laughs> no. Okay, so you watched the Kim, is it classic? Is that I what? did. Is that an incredible video or what? 
It was beautiful. A lady who's running for U.S. Congress, and um, would I get in trouble by saying she is a very attractive black lady? No, no, I don't think so. She's she's adorable. She's she is. She's quite striking. She's very well poised. Uh, she speaks very well, and she has doesn't. I mean, regardless of what she's white or black, that was a cool video. And doesn't she exude confidence? I mean, when you look at her, it's like, whoa, this lady is large and in charge. I mean, this lady has got it going on. And, you know, the video we're talking about is this lady who's running for Baltimore. And now here's the other thing. Did you see any parallels to the city of St. Louis? Don't you think it was sad because she's walking down these streets that look like Beirut? You know, they're all bombed out and the buildings are all boarded up. And what's cool about it is as she walks through the, the city of Baltimore, she's, you know, talking. The video is three minutes and 38 seconds long. It's not like just a little 60-second, you, know, um, you know, TV spot or anything like that. And as she's walking down the streets and she's walking in front of these abandoned buildings, as she walks past them, they're animated that all of a sudden they got new windows and you know they look nice they're cleaned up there's bushes in front and that's what she's doing she's walking through the entire city and did you like the end of it where she's walking along and yeah, all the, and then all these people behind her well not all people what were they they were all they were all women all women and she's walking down the street one by one and she's walking past these houses these women and what's interesting is they're all in red dress and they're all in red pumps which i thought was interesting she's in what she's in white She's in a white white dress, white white dress with white pumps on. And as she's walking down this street, all these women start coming out of these doorways and stoops and things like that. And they walk behind her. And then at the very end of the the video, it's a it's a like a, a crane shot of her, you know, at street level. And then the crane goes up, 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 up. And you see that there's like hundreds of women behind her all dressed in red and they cheer her on. And I'm going like, whoa, this is, I mean, this is an ad. Or like, you know. Yeah, it I was mean, a very now, well done ad. Now, you, you agree with me? That and that, it was paid for by her. Well, you know, yes and no, because she had donors. But, but I mean, do you agree with me that that was like, like many, 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 many dollars? I mean, that was not now, shot. Now, hold on. If she had donors, doesn't she have to like start a fund like paid for by... You yeah, know, but friends of yeah, well she you, didn't do that. This well, was paid for by her. Well, that's what it said, but it could be she could have her her company. I mean, her her organization could be Kim. Could be her name. I mean, you can you can incorporate. You could go down to the state of Missouri today, and you could incorporate Shelley Bar Incorporated. You can be your own. You know, you can be your own LLC. You could be Shelley Bar LLC. Shelley Bar, you know, Limited. Shelley Bar, you know, whatever. You don't. You know, you can you can. As long as the name's not taken. If there's another Shelley Bar that already has a, an LLC or a incorporation, you can't have that name because you can't have two names that are the exact same thing. But right. y- yeah, you can you can just incorporate yourself. You can you know, and there's certain people that trademark their name. It's hard to do. You know, trademarks are very very tough to get. There's a whole process you have to go through. But you know, there's people. I mean, there's all sorts of goofy stuff that people trademark. You know, copyright stuff like that. You know. Matter of well, fact, you know what I copyrighted? Do I want to know? My Joe Biden impression. Come on, man. I copyrighted that. <laughs> Good for you. It's 740. Westplex it 107.1. Song's been played for a while. I still enjoy it. It uh, always reminds me of Miami Vice when it starts out. You know, there's a, there's a guy. You there, Shelly? I am. There, 
once again, should I admit this on a TikTok? There's a guy that does that song on GarageBand on his iPhone, and it's pretty interesting. He builds the whole song on, you, you know what GarageBand is? I don't. GarageBand is like a multi-track recorder. It's like, a, you know, like back, back in the day, this would have been like a $250,000 piece of equipment recording on two-inch tape, would have weighed 500 pounds, had to have its own air conditioning unit, and now you can do the same thing on your iPhone. And GarageBand is like a multi-tracker where you can, you know, sync stuff, and you can do all sorts of things. You can loop things. You can do, you know, there's a lot of guys doing rap songs on, on their iPhone, on GarageBand. And it's also on Mac as well, too. Anyway, the guy does the first... 20 seconds of the song and he shows you how he builds it you know puts this in loops this put this in bum, 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 and then he plays and it's like oh my god that's the song and he just did it off of just things he sampled just you know crazy little things i mean god it's gotten so weird you know i mean and to the point where where you know you and i've talked about this musicianship i mean it's not necessarily musicianship anymore it's like you being able to go into a studio and using you know pro tools or adobe uh, adobe audition or uh, what is it uh, vegas not vegas uh, soundforge things like that audacity i mean it's like god anybody can create this kind of stuff it's the technology that we've been given that once upon a time was only held by a select few if you wanted to record an album if you were a musician you had a band you had to go to a recording studio and spend lots of money and just like what is it like ajr the group we play the three brothers they record these songs in their in their apartment in new york city they're just you know knocking them out same thing with that song that you don't like that we that we don't play anymore but uh, sunday best by surface that was recorded i believe in their closet and then they came out of the closet. I have done that as well. And then they came out of the closet, and they had a big hit. But anyway, that's a whole other story. But I, I'm just amazed at this. And like we talked about last hour, we talked about this thing, what I call Butterfly IQ, which is the new the, – the, the, the video starts out on TikTok. The guy comes out, and he says, I'm a doctor, and I'm not going to use my stethoscope anymore. And he takes his – no, here's the game changer. It's the Butterfly IQ. And it's this little handheld device that's a portable ultrasound scanner that you plug into your phone – and you can like you know you know move over people's bodies and you can see their innards innards you like that word i'm a doctor uh-huh. and i work on innards <laughs> <laughs> you're funny no i'm not a- anyway uh technology well, technology technology i just i just love it and technology allows us to do things like like for example one day when she wasn't looking and she was addressing a meeting of little black book women Shelly was in front, but she didn't realize I had a secret recorder planted in the audience, and I got her saying, I don't wear a mask for the same reason I don't wear underwear. Things gotta breathe. And I'm going like, man, I can't believe And she's... actually, the girls, if I would have said that, which I didn't, but if I would have said that, they would have been perfectly okay with it. Oh, they would have, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. And they would have, and they would have given you what they're giving you either. One doink, doink, or they would have given you five doink, 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 doinks. Which one? Were they giving you five doinks? Maybe four. Okay. Because there's always that contingent that I might have offended. (laughs) No, actually, this is what they would have said. If Shelly would have said that in front of the little black book ladies, in chorus, they would have said, How dare you? That's what they would have said. Okay, you're probably right. (laughs) 
Okay. Things are coming off the wheels here. Okay, it's time for us to play some commercial. 7.56. Westplex 107.1. How about you? 8.05. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Uh, You know, I listen to NPR. You know, I'm talking about I listen to NPR, and sometimes it drives me nuts. Okay? First off, they have this reporter's roundtable the other day. Are you there, Shelly? I'm here. Okay. And the reporter was talking about, this is all about wildfires in the West. And she was talking about the fact that the reason they're having tremendous problems with the wildfires in the West is because a lack of prisoners. Do you know the correlation? You know what I'm talking about? I do not. State of California, and I do believe they do this in other states as well, too. They have lower security prisoners, and they volunteer for fire duty. And they train them how to be, um, you know, wild wildfire firefighters. Not like, you know, putting out house fires, but, you know, doing, you know, uh, what they call uh, lines where they try to, you know, break the fire, stuff like that. And this reporter on NPR said the problem was that there is a lack of prisoners because they all have COVID-19 and they can't come fight the fires. Now, what's interesting is she's 100% wrong because you know what the real reason is? There are a lack of prisoners in California to fight the fires, but you know the reason? Because they're not being arrested. No, they let them out of jail because they didn't want the COVID-19 to spread in the jails. Remember? It was a big deal where they let them. Yeah. They, they let a bunch of prisoners out of jail because they did not want to have the COVID-19. So a lot of the lower, you know, the lower, I guess you'd call it the lower risk prisoners, they let them out. They essentially said, okay, I don't know if they let them out for good, but they let them out. So she's wrong. It wasn't the fact that the, the prisons have, have, you know, have are overrun with, with COVID-19 people. It's the fact that there aren't that many prisoners. And if you're not, if you're, if you're out of jail, are you going to go like, well, even though I'm out of jail, maybe I should go volunteer to fight those fires. I would imagine there's some guys who would do that, but I would think the majority of them would go, hey, I'm out of jail. I'll do whatever I want, and it ain't fighting fires. You know what I'm saying? Now, the other thing yeah, is, pretty much. which is fascinating. Would you do it? What, oh, man, I'd love to do that. I'd do that in a New York minute. I'm telling you. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, but, 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 uh, uh, I see, I mean, you know, I'm telling you, if, you know, here's the goofy thing, okay? First off, I say this all the time. You know me. I get, people get tired of hearing me say this. Number one cause of death in the United States is retirement, okay? Retirement. I, I saw it happen to my parents. My parents were both very well educated, very smart people. They both retired about the same time, and it went downhill from there. They, you know, it's just like, you know, just I could see it, you know, just the way my dad got, the way my mom got. There was no motivation. They were just sort of like, eh, eh, we're retired, <laughs> that kind of stuff. And, you know, I get in trouble when I, I talk about this, that years and years and years ago when I was on Sunday morning listening to all the or watching all the TV shows on Sunday morning, all the, the preachers, I watched Jimmy Swigert and and Tammy and uh, and what was her, Tammy Faye and what was it, Bob Baker, whatever, husband, stuff like that, and, and all those people, Creflo Dollar, your favorite guy and there was this one preacher and every once in a while he'd give the sermon about how sinful retirement was that it's you know people say what do people say and talk about this what people Crefro Dollar said that no I can't remember who this preacher was uh-huh. and he would say what do people say when they retire I do everything I'll do whatever I want it's all about me it's all about me and he'd say it should never it never is it should never all and you know what to a certain extent it should never be all about you you know what I mean because yes, as a human being yes there are times when you should you know things should be about you but it should be 
you know, a small amount of time. It should be you helping other people, you, you know, being, you know, lending a hand, you know, maybe, uh, you know, physically, maybe literally, maybe financially, you know, donating money, uh, time to charities like the, you know, uh, Salvation Army and, uh, you know, uh, and uh, the things that we get involved with, uh, with Special Olympics and things like that. So, yeah. anyway, the other show i listened to that was last week when the gal said well the reason is there's no the prisoners there all got COVID 19 that wasn't the reason that was wrong and of course it was npr nobody corrected her but then yesterday they had this round table and they had this expert on and he said and he was giving an example people are going like okay there's all these forests in the west coast you know in california oregon and washington and yet if you've ever driven down south and I've done that when I go see my son down in Pensacola. You drive through Mississippi. Once you get into Alabama and Florida, the northern part of Alabama or the northern part of Florida and Alabama is just filled with pine trees. You know what I mean? I mean everywhere, huge forests. Really? Yeah, they like, are. You yes. go along the highway and they're everywhere. And it's like, okay, why don't they have big fires there? And you know what the answer was? Why? They don't allow controlled burns. That, that and this is this is to a certain extent huh. what Trump was saying is that that they that in in California they won't allow it because oh it's putting smoke in the air. But yet in other states they have controlled burns where they go in every so often and they burn off all the brush. And you know, if you've ever been like in a forest, you know, when the trees, you know, I mean, you know, the trees are beautiful in the whole bit, but you know, branches die. What do they do? They fall down to the you know the floor of the forest, and you got the leaves which are stuck there, and you got all the stuff, and essentially you know you got the brush that you know that, that you know comes up, and it's perfect for you know uh, advancing a fire. That's why these fires move so quickly because there's so much fuel, and they talked about how in California that they don't allow people to do that. You can't get a permit if you burn if you have own if you have property and you want to protect your property by doing a controlled burn. You can't do that in California, and they talked about in other states especially in the southeast like in you know in in georgia and alabama and and you know in, in mississippi and states like that that they actually have classes where they teach property owners how to properly do this but yet that's illegal in california and oregon and washington you can't do that as a property owner if you say well i want to burn off the brush um you know and they go nope sorry and because of air pollution environmental regulations and you got to get a permit and stuff like that and yet it's like to the point where it's like, and yet what do we keep hearing? Well, it's global warming. Okay, well, how come it's global warming in California, but it's not global warming down in the southeast? And it was pretty interesting. And they had a couple of experts that talked about this, that talked about that what California needs is to rethink how they manage their forests and how they allow private landowners to essentially manage their, their, their forests and their, and their wooded property on their own property. And then they also talked about the crazy thing is, is that some of the homeowners, you know, they build their houses with cedar shake roofs. Guess what? <laughs> a wood roof. They rot. Well, but, you know, when the little embers burn and they fly through the air and they, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they land on your, your roof and you got asbestos shingles up there, nothing much happens. Land on your roof, you got cedar shake shingles, guess what happens? Your house catches on fire. You know, it's like, okay, that doesn't make much sense. It was pretty interesting, though. And, you know, and they talked about the fact that, 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 you know, that California has gotten so incredibly environmental. And I'm not being Mr. Anti-Environment. I'm just essentially saying it's like anything. It's like 
you know people, I know people that take things to the nth degree, and I think that's what's happened to a certain extent with some of the environmentalists in California, you know? I mean, and, and as a result, they talk about, like, visibilities down in some you know, cities in California, Los Angeles. Was, was the other day. Here, look at it again. Remember when we, I went through the forecast the other day? And actually, it was actually on the, the L.A. Or let me see. Let me, there's Kansas City, 61, sunny. Anchorage, 46. Mobile, Mobile is 66 and rain. Pensacola, 66 and drizzle. Paradise at 79. Memphis is 64. Las, Los Angeles, mostly cloudy, hazy. <laughs> Guess what the haze is from? But it's from the fires. The fires. Remember that last week we looked at Los Angeles and and it had an unhealthy air alert on on the forecast. You know, if you were like susceptible to susceptible to uh, you know lung problems, you weren't supposed to go outside. It's like wow, living the dream in L.A. Right? You know, I mean, who wants to do that? <laughs> You're funny. No, I'm not living the dream in L.A. Funny looking. Huh. I'd, I'd, so um, I know we're going to get off here, and this is quite quite off topic but so i just wanted to give a shout out to my lbiff lisa it's been a year since she has uh gone to gone home and i just wanted to say lisa i love you and i miss you and it's just like cq cq it's like it's like contact right you never know anyway lisa i love you and i miss you CQ, CQ, CQ. is that a ham radio thing you're talking about it is did you did you never watch contact no Oh, Brad. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's not a rom-com. Sorry. Well, I don't just watch rom-coms. I mean, you you, you make these comments you about... so watch rom-coms. I do not. I don't, I don't watch... You know, here's my ADD. I watch hardly any movies. I mean, pretty much everything I watch is... I mean, hey, I watch TikTok. It's 60 seconds, you know? I mean, like, you know, I get bored at 45 seconds, most of the videos. Okay, okay, good. Come on, move on, <laughs> you move on. You get bored at 45 right, seconds yeah. when you're in a conversation. <laughs> move on, move on. Let's, you know, let's, let's get this thing wrapped up, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And moving on. <laughs> right. I just don't watch... See, you know what? Have, have you gone by any of the movie theaters that are actually open? No, I didn't even know they were open. Well, some of them are, some of them aren't. And I drove by one last night. won't mention the name because of the fact that I know it was open, but I don't want to, you know, point out the fact that nobody was at the movie. There were like eight cars in the parking lot. Well, if I don't know what's open, and this is my job to grow people's businesses, how does everybody else know they're open? Well, part of the problem is that, you know, they started releasing movies. The, the movie that was supposedly like the, one of the big summer blockbusters that's gone nowhere, I think it's called Tenant. Have you heard this? It's no. like some kind of a spy kind of deal, something like that. I read, I read the other day that it was on like 1,100 screens, and it grossed like a million dollars across the country. Wow. Think about that. I mean, you know, you have like, you know, blockbusters that open up like first weekend, $100 million. And this has been out for like a couple. And so far, the movie's grossed like, you know, three, four million dollars, something like that. It took like 50 million to this, this shoot. Um, and, and the question is, and you and I have talked about this before, are there things that people did pre-Charlie-1-9 virus that they won't do post. In other words, will people go back to the movie theaters? Will people go back to the Cardinals baseball next season? Will they go back to, uh, you know, uh, whatever? Will they go back to uh, going to Riverport or whatever it's called now, Hollywood Amphitheater? Will they, will they go back to uh, going to concerts uh, at... Uh, what's one of the indoor venues at the, the uh, Enterprise Center, whatever they call it nowadays. You know, will people go back to that? 
and and will people this is us adapting now we've already pivoted now we're adapting who knows what people are going to do they don't even know what they're going to do our our will like for example uh they i saw this article remember we talked about a couple weeks ago we talked about that they put the bump outs in Clayton, some of the restaurants, they actually put those portable Jersey barriers and they blocked off like the yeah, yeah, yeah. the meter lane and they now have people eating out there. Central West End is actually blocking off. Do you see this where they're actually blocking off some of the entire streets and they're putting tables on the weekend where you can go and eat and, and you can just sit right out in the middle of the street? The only problem with that is that's all well and good now, but okay, or let's say we were going to do it, you know, you and I, hey, let's go out to dinner Friday night and it rains. Guess what? We're not going to the Central West End and and, uh, you know, three months from now, when the temperature is like when we're into into, uh, uh, you know, uh, mid mid to late December or like four months from now, we're in January. You and me going to sit outside, you know, at a table in the central West End when it's 10 degrees No, you know, so so, you know, and, and sad part of that is usually in, you know, when the, the you know, when the weather gets bad, like in the winter, that's when restaurants start to see things pick up because people are inside because they want to be outside. That's always the thing that happens. You remember like the restaurant business, like when you get into the spring, the first couple of good weekends that, you know, when the weather's good, the restaurant business is down because people aren't going inside. They're staying outside. They're going to the lake or they're barbecuing in their backyard or stuff like that. You know, so, I mean, like what's going to happen? And still, I mean, I don't know how, how some of these places can stay open. Man, I don't know how we can stay on the air, to tell you the truth. We may not be on the air that much longer. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> it's true. We'll always be on the air. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Okay, we are officially done. We can't end like that. Everybody, have a great day. It's Tuesday, yes? Yes, yeah, S-H, so happy it's Tuesday, yes. So happy it's Tuesday. Yeah. It's Tuesday, have a great day. Brad, are you going to have a great day today? Yeah, today's, yes. my, today's our last day on the air, so it's been fun, and uh, we'll talk to you maybe never. He's full of BS, everybody. He puts the B in BS. <laughs> have a great day, everybody. Peace.